Today is Monday, February 21st, 2022, and you best start believing in authoritarian fascistic dictatorships in the West, because if you're in Canada, you're in one. That's right, this weekend we watched Trudeau's stormtroopers trample a little old native elder who was in a wheelchair. She had her bones broken and her skull smashed against the concrete by Gestapo-like agents who were giddy about doing it. That's right, leaked Royal Canadian Mounted Police messages show that the time for the protesters to hear our jackboots is now. They were joyful over the bloodlust. It's despicable. We hope that there are consequences in Canada for this type of illegal activity. There certainly are consequences for authoritarianism in America. Morale is low as House Democrat retirement surge to a 30-year high, and we'll cover it all on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We on this show remember Candace Ciro, ladies and gentlemen. Candace Ciro. That's her name. She's in the hospital right now. She is a woman who is elderly. She's handicapped. She was using a walker. She's full-blood Mohawk Indian from Ontario, Canada. Candace Ciro is a woman who traveled to Ontario. Forgive me. Traveled to Ottawa, the capital of Canada, in order to peacefully protest for her rights and the rights of native indigenous people in Canada. People who have often been oppressed by the authorities, who have felt for centuries the heels of federal hooves trample them and their people. Miss Ciro is, again, a full-blood Mohawk Indian, a native of Canada, an ancient people and an ancient tribe. She went to the Canadian federal capital to do what many of her people have done for quite some time, which is to fight tyrannical federal authority over their lives. They wish to live free. They wish to live as their ancestors lived, as free people, communicating with God and nature. And that is why she was in Ontario. That is why she was at the Capitol. That was why she was standing peacefully and speaking out against further federal brutality of peaceful people. She knows it. It's in her blood and it's in her ancestry. Ladies and gentlemen, much like her ancestors, Candace Ciro was trampled this week by Justin Trudeau's federal stormtroopers masked with their badges removed and their names ripped off their chests. These bloodthirsty
stormtroopers marched their horses into a crowd of peaceful protesters and smashed their skulls against the concrete on the streets of Ottawa this week. On Friday and Saturday, Candace Cero, nicknamed Candy Cero, full-blood Mohawk, native Canadian from the Mohawk tribe who lives inside the Mohawk territory and was peacefully protested, got knocked off her wheelchair straight to the concrete, had a horse's hoof trample her, smash her, break bones in her body, and hospitalize her. Candace Cero was simply doing what her ancestors demanded she do, stand up for the rights of free people to live freely. She was hospitalized in an attempted murder by Trudeau's stormtroopers, by fascistic federal agents, by shock troops, special forces, fully decked out in tactical gear, anonymatized with their badges and nameplates ripped off their chests as the brutal crackdown smashed windows, smashed skulls, broke bones, shot reporters, and indeed attacked in an attempted murder, there is no other way to call it, a little old lady, a full-blood mohawk, from the Mohawk Territory of Hastings County, Ontario. Candy Ciro is now in hospital. According to Ciro's niece, posting on a Facebook post on Saturday, her aunt is alive. False reports over the weekend said that she had passed away. Footage showed mounted police officers charging through a peaceful protest of the pro-freedom crowd, knocking many people down, including Candy. One of those who were knocked down was Candy Ciro. As you can see, the photos of her lying on the ground with her mobility walker knocked over as well. The horse's agents trample other peaceful protesters And Ciro is now hospitalized. Justin Trudeau, who just this summer was purportedly defending the native peoples of Canada in a church and graveyard scandal, saying that hundreds of Canadian churches that were burned to the ground by arsonists and terrorists Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our show today to thank our sponsor. We are broadcasting from the Birch Gold Studios here in Tampa, Florida, and we just want to thank Birch Gold for being a supporter of our show. 
Ronald Reagan, arguably the greatest president in American history. He saw this 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until today. In his own words, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of this administration. If you've not yet called Birch Gold the only people that I trust to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold, then you are missing the boat. Actually, you're treading water without a life vest. Birch Gold has your life vest. Let them help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered gold IRA. That's what you want. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with your Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text Benny to the number 989898 now to get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This is a comprehensive 20-page guide that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it now. Text the word Benny to 989898. That's Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, to 989898. That those burnings were, of course, justified because of the affronts against Native people is now ordering his troops to trample Natives, knock them from their wheelchairs, smash their bones against the concrete. Justin Trudeau likened the full-blood Mohawk Native Canadian woman, grandmother in a mobility scooter, to a Nazi. That's right. In recent remarks, please listen. I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens. Conservative party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop. It's not just Native people's small, handicapped grandmothers, Indigenous grandmothers from the Mohawk tribe, that Justin Trudeau assaulted this weekend, Justin Trudeau, like a classic fascist, made sure that no press would be free to report on his illegal crackdown. Canadian Parliament will be voting tonight on Justin Trudeau's emergency powers. Justin Trudeau is being sued by the Canadian Civil Liberties Union over his use of the emergency powers. And, oh, it is just so very convenient Justin Trudeau flexed his emergency powers with fascistic authority in order to quell the uprising in his own country before Parliament had the capacity to vote on it. Sickening. The true sign of a fascistic regime is freedom. Freedom of press is ensconced in the American First Amendment. Freedom of press was not allowed in Canada this weekend. In case you're wondering if Canada is indeed a fascistic, authoritarian regime with no rights any longer. I bring you to the horrific events of Alexandra Lavoie, a reporter for Rebel News. Alexandra Lavoie was attacked at point-blank range, shot in the leg by a stormtrooper. 
We have the footage from multiple angles. We even have the screenshots to prove it. How this isn't the number one story in the world proves precisely, exactly, and fully how corrupt our corporate press are. We seem to be the only people caring right now, and I don't care if it was an MSNBC reporter who was standing at a Trump rally. If an officer at a Trump rally shot an MSNBC reporter in the foot, I would be the first person to denounce it. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have moral clarity on these issues, and so do you. If you're watching right now, you understand exactly how thoroughly corrupt, compromised, and broken our corporate media are. They will not even report on a member of the press being shot at point-blank range by agents of a fascistic regime. Alexandra Lavoie was attacked. We have it on video. This is not for the faint of heart. Please watch for yourself. You can see her crying. You can hear the screams of anguish as a police officer discharged a smoke grenade into Alexandra Lavoie's shin. We are friends with Alexa. She has taken our show behind the scenes and through the trucker protest on a live feed. We are friends with Rebel News. Ezra Levant, the publisher of Rebel News, has appeared on our show multiple times. We are horrified. As many would say during the Trump era, an attack on one journalist is an attack on all the press. Those words are now hollow. Also, the attacks from the Trump administration on the press was often name-calling and tattletaling. No member of the media was shot in the leg. That is exactly what happened in Canada. Reading to you from Rebel News. As police and Freedom Convoy demonstrators faced off in downtown Ottawa on the early Saturday morning, police turned physical towards the protest line, deploying riot suppression devices and striking multiple protesters. On Saturday, the gridlock continued as police formed a line and pushed back against the demonstrators gathered in the city center. Loud pops and Rebel News' Quebec-based reporter Alexandra Louvois was directly hit during the melee. Prior to the melee, at least two officers can be seen accidentally dropping their lethal firearms and picking them back up. This footage is now famous. You can see a handgun falling into the snow, just to let you know exactly what pros we're dealing with here. According to police, early Saturday, officers will attempt to retake the streets of downtown Ottawa. 
and secure the downtown's core. Downtown's core at this very second is a police state. It's called a red zone and you cannot enter it. There are many videos showing how those trying to get a cup of coffee or those trying to walk to their apartments are not being allowed by the full fascistic police state which has overtaken the capital. I just spoke with Alexa Lavoie, our brave reporter, assaulted by Trudeau's police, said Ezra Levant, the publisher of Rebel News. She tells me a cop hit her three times with a club and shot a tear gas canister at her leg at point-blank range. You can see the injuries. They are brutal. I cannot imagine what they look like right now. That's what they look like instantly after. Trudeau instructed his police to attack journalists. There's no other way around it. Alexa says she was specifically specifically targeted by a cop who saw her camera. She says they came up to her and beat her, pushed her down. She tried to knock the phone out of her hands and stop her from filming. Levant added that the police were captured on film beating the woman with a stick. We are consulting legal counsel and we will sue the police on Alexa's behalf. I know The media party is delighted at Trudeau's brutality and martial law. We believe in peace and freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our program for just a moment to give you an exciting announcement from our friends at The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is now making feature-length films, and the world premiere of their first film, Shut In, reached over half a million views upon its release. That is more people than watch Don Lemon's show on CNN every night. (laughs) And it currently has an audience score of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Daily Wire worked night and day to make this film, and it shows it had me on the edge of my seat. You gotta watch it. It's exclusively streaming for Daily Wire members, and if you're not one, you are missing out. Support conservatives making movies. Support movies without a woke agenda. This might be The Daily Wire's first original production. It will not be their last. The Daily Wire also released a new trailer for Hyperions, an anti-superhero movie, and Terror on the Prairie, the new western starring the amazing, uncancelable Gina Carano. It's coming this summer, so go to thedailywire.com slash subscribe to get a membership today. Use the code Betty for 20% off your new membership. Go! In case you're wondering... Whether they, and by they I mean the corporate establishment press and their Muppet puppet governments like Trudeau and Biden. In case you're wondering if these clowns, these hacks, and these scum have any morals at all, any spine left in their backs, any calcium in their bones, watch this weekend and you'll know. These are the same blue checks with their little brigades online that screamed and squealed at the tops of their lungs all summer long in 2020 about police brutality. Every time someone inside of a hierarchy class, that would be some person who is on their side, presumably of the political spectrum, gets hit or knocked down or hurt by an officer, it is a wall-to-wall deluge of coverage. People get put in prison. The officers get locked away for life. But as soon as the police are acting as a Gestapo force, 
of their preferred political party, then you hear nothing. Those same blue checks, corporate press, journalists, remain silent, which is itself an editorial decision. I've worked at over half a dozen media outlets, some of them corporate, some of them independent, many of them with hundreds of millions of viewers in any given time. I currently work at Newsmax. We have a show that airs on Saturday. And our special this Saturday is going to be asking questions about Alexa Lavoie, asking questions about the brutality of the regime Gestapo in Canada. We're going to be asking Republican elected officials whether they condemn it. We're going to be asking members of the press whether they will condemn these police actions against a reporter and against peaceful protesters. This demonic screams from these scum when one of their own is attacked, when their protests, BLM and Antifa, are the protests of these people. When their protesters are protesting for their preferred political candidates and against someone like a President Trump, I watched it happen at the White House as monstrous assaults took place against Secret Service. White House buildings were burned to the ground. Churches were set ablaze. Cops were beaten. All manner of projectiles were hurled. Secret Service sent like 60 cop, 60 agents to the hospital. A mob descended on the White House in America as a result of the George Floyd protest. I saw it because I was standing there with my own two eyeballs and a camera, damn it. Don't tell me this didn't happen. What happened when the police pushed that violent mob back? They didn't disband them, they just pushed them off White House grounds because they were torching and burning and assaulting cops. What happened? The press screamed. The press wailed and cried and wept sulfur tears over the fact that the police pushed back just a little bit on what they called peaceful protesters. Lie that the police cleared the park when these protesters were burning and pillaging and looting and smashing and lighting on fire buildings at the White House. To our great shame as a nation and as an administration, Antifa and BLM were allowed to burn and pillage with impunity around our country for months on end. People like Kyle Rittenhouse were abandoned. Those who stood up had no defenders. It's shameful. Now you're watching the reverse happen in Canada where peaceful protesters, indigenous elders, reporters are getting abused shot at, trampled, their bones snapped in the street by a Gestapo force stormtroopers of a regime acting with no legal or moral authority and now our corporate press are silent. 
Morality is a rock, day and night, in lightness and in dark. Truth, if you have it, is immovable. There is the truth. There is not your truth or my truth. It is immovable. If you are a moral person, then you will say that attacking reporters is wrong. If you believe that Trump attacked reporters with his words and you screamed about it and cried about it and sued over it and wrote books about it and you are silent when reporters are being shot in the street in Canada, then you are not a moral person. You are simply a muppet, a sock, a hollow, despicable person who is attempting to lick the jackboots of a regime because they defend or represent your preferred political perspective. I saw virtually no one in our corporate press, no blue checks on social media, defending Canadian reporters, telling their story. It's despicable. In fact, they squealed with delight as a peaceful protest was crushed because they are virtue signalers. A virtue signaler is somebody who signals virtue and has none. They don't have virtue. They simply signal that they have virtue. They say they defend, they, they wrap themselves in our founding documents with one arm while shredding them with the other, pushing them into a shredder with one hand and wrapping themselves in the other. When it's convenient to say you're for freedom of the press, great. You will see the likes of CNN reporters and NBC reporters, Jim Acosta, Brian Stelter, wrapping, clinging to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the founding documents. But as soon as reporters are telling stories that seek to strip them of their power while those documents go into the shredder. These people are scum. And if you wished to know how far the Canadian authorities are going to take this brutality and this crackdown, do we have a clip for you? The Ottawa police chief said... If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. The investigation will go on for months to come. You best start believing in fascistic dictatorships in the West because you're in one. Clip six, go. I'm uh, from independent media. So I was in the crowd yesterday. Um, I was unfortunately uh, hit with some pepper spray. I just have a question. Uh, there's some video cameras that the police are using and uh, some news outlets are reporting that you're gathering intelligence with those cameras. Can you elaborate, like, if the protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home, uh, are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road? Or are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans after this, uh, after the protest is over? Thank you. It's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. 
If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. We, we, this investigation will go on for months to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time-consuming um, investigation that will go on for a period of time. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets over. And could I just ask Thank one you. more question? Can we ask a question? Mr. This concludes the uh, media availability. Ceci conclude le point presse. So few read their history books. So few understand that the most dangerous force inside of Soviet Russia for 80 years under communist rule was a police force known as the NKVD. That's an acronym for a Russian word I cannot pronounce. This was Stalin's private police force. This was a uniformed police force that acted as a terror group, a terrorist cell that made people so scared that they were called the merchants of death by the Russian people. If you heard a knock at your door in the middle of the night from the NKVD, no doubt you will never see your family again. There didn't need to be charges there didn't need to be a court date. There was no due process. You were gone. What was your crime? Maybe you bought the wrong apple. Maybe you said the wrong thing over coffee. Maybe you did nothing. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, in Soviet Russia, starvation was seen as a protest. Stalin took all the grain from Ukraine the people starved, and the starving was made illegal. They had no food. They could do nothing but starve. But in Stalin's Russia, starving was seen as an act of protest. And so those people who were starving were lifted off the ground and sent to camps. This is how tyranny works. If you attended a peaceful and legal protest, now the authorities will hunt you down. If you are starving because Justin Trudeau, <coughs> sorry, Castro Jr., <coughs> sorry, Joseph Stalin took your grain and left you with nothing but rocks and dirt and ashes and you're starving, well, that's not a good look for the state. So we will now remove you. Fascistic states always fuse with corrupt, oath-breaking Agents of law enforcement to issue in a reign of terror. So you best start believing in fascistic dictatorships in the West. Canada, you're living in one. And America, be advised, they want to bring this to our shores. This is a dry run. It's a trial run. To show you exactly how evil the Canadian police forces are, the RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, is what that stands for. RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, leaked messages show that these sick, oath-breaking, 
bloodlust rangers were delighted at crushing little skulls of indigenous women. They were delighted at smashing the phones and the heels of reporters. They got off on it. Sick people. Time for the protesters to hear our jackboots on the ground. Leaked messages from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police show the bloodlust in their hearts. Ottawa is currently on crackdown, writes Rebel News, as peaceful protesters are being brutally forced backward from their protesting, peaceful, legal encampments. The police were giddy about this action and their horrific crimes against humanity. In what appear to be authentic screenshots from the Mounted Police musical ride team currently in Ottawa to assist on the crackdown of peaceful protesters, members brag about using brutal force. Over the last 24 hours in Ottawa, police have deployed pepper spray, canisters on demonstrators, arrested dozens, and trampled two people with horses. In the chat, the police... Andrew, the police member, Andrew Nixon, sends a picture of a pint of beer, hoping for his chance to abuse protesters. Don't kick them all out until next week's group gets our turn. Member Robin Philbert remarks about the accommodations police have been given in Ottawa. Nice downtown in Chateau Loray. That's right, a fancy, fancy hotel. Nixon jokes about police brutality. Time for the protesters to hear about our jackboots on the ground. After being admonished for his remarks, Nixon mocks the protesters. Okay, we can give out free hugs and unicorn stickers. Nope, they gave out batons to the skull, shots to the ankles and shins of reporters, and knocking over small handicapped women from native tribes. A member named Marcia, laughs off the prior night's trampling of two demonstrators, one which had a mobility scooter. We just watched the horse video. That is awesome. We should practice that maneuver. The police are getting off on abusing you. They're getting off on it. The human condition is not complex. The Nuremberg defense is now famous psychologically as civilized, advanced, Christian, German people went barking mad and became mass murderers in the name of the state. The state gave them the authority to murder, to kill, and to brutalize. And there's a flip of a switch that happens inside of a low-information person. The flip of a switch is well-studied psychologically. You can find studies about brutality and harm in the name of an authority in some shocking studies. 
I do not have them before me. But it's been well studied and documented that there is a propensity in the human condition to follow directives, to follow authority, even if that authority means cruelty and harm to others, people will blindly follow what they are told. You saw it happen throughout the coronavirus pandemic. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I do not, with impunity, back the blue. I also do not, with impunity, back the authorities of our medical establishment. All human beings can be corrupted. That's the nature of humanity. That is why police officers swear an allegiance to virtues, to values, not to institutions or to political parties. Stalin's NKVD swore allegiance to a specific leader, a political party, and they became the Gestapo agents of that said party the sole and singular party of the Soviet states. That is where evil comes from. There are oath breakers in the ranks of Canadian officers. They should be stripped of their badges. They should hang their head in shame. They should be publicly named. The officers who committed brutality, those who did not walk directly off the jobs, the Ottawa chief of police resigned. I personally believe this is my opinion, that he wouldn't give the order. He wouldn't do it. He knew what was going to happen, and he left because he couldn't do it. If that is the case, then he has lived up to his badge. You cannot state that I support all doctors, that I support all members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, that I support all cops, because humans are fallible. And the human beings who can be manipulated or have a weak moral core will do what we've seen in this country. Assault little children at Burger King in New York for not having their Vax Pass. Little kid going into Burger King in order to get his Happy Meal, his little trinket with his chicken nuggets and fries and a police agent of the NYPD, walks up to that child, shakes him, and says, where's your vaccine pass? Get out. Show, him, show me your papers. It's how you'd lose your country. We've been covering Canada nonstop. The reason why is not because I'm Canadian. I'm not. I've only been to Canada, I think, once or twice. I think I've been to Canada two times. Very long time ago. I haven't been to Canada in a very long time. I like Canada. We cover Canada because what's happening there is evil. It's wrong, obviously. We cover Canada because Canada is a test case. It's a trial run for what they want to do here. They wish to do the same thing here. The capital in Canada is now getting gated up. Big walls around it, just like what happened to the capital in America. These are test runs, trial runs. They wish to institute this type of dictatorship here in this country, and they're figuring out how to do it. They're getting information, data, and tactics on how to crush peaceful dissent in all westernized countries. 
They've been figuring this out in China for the last 30 years. The people who fetishize the Chinese model, which is all global leaders right now, trained and operational through the World Economic Fund, ladies and gentlemen, it's what Canada is what happens when the World Economic Fund runs your country like a prison camp. They must silence dissent to get what they want. They're going to try it here in America. Mark my words. Timestamp this video. They're going to try it here in America. Will we withstand it? Will we ha be awake enough? That is the question. Your civil, civil liberties mean nothing unless there is force to protect you. Your civil liberties are nothing but a piece of parchment on a paper, which we have proven demonstrably on this show can be shredded at the first sign of inconvenience by the authorities. That's what's happening in Canada. It will happen here in America unless we fight back. Fighting back is what may happen in 2022. We are eight months away from the most pivotal election in my lifetime. No doubt. There is no doubt in my mind. The most pivotal election in my lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. And we are winning. I'm an optimist. It's Monday. It's the beginning of the week. So I want to start off on a high note and bring you the best article I read this weekend from Zero Hedge. Morale is low. House Democrat retirements surge to a 30-year high. President Joe Biden has become so unpopular that a number of House Democrats poised, posed, poised for retirement in 2022 has jumped to a 30-year high ahead of November's midterms. According to The Hill, Democratic New York Representative Kathleen Rice's announcement not to seek re-election last week made her the 30th House Democrat to call it quits, making it the most for a party since 1992. 41 House Democrats retired in 1992. They're only 10 away from reaching the historic number. Since 1978, it's the third time the party has seen more than 30 retirements in a single cycle. It's bad out there for Democrats, Amy Walter the editor of a nonpartisan election analyzer said on the Cook Political Report. The Cook Political Report, by the way, leans left. And so if she's saying it's bad, it's bad. Talk to any member or staffer and they'll tell you morale is low. It's a combination of January 6th, lack of civility, frustration with the fact that the legislation is leadership driven and not member driven. The latest House race ratings data via the Cook Political Report shows 39 Democrat seats are vulnerable, 19 Republicans are vulnerable. Republicans are here to have the appear to have the upper hand. There are many reasons, personal or not, for a number of Democrats retire me, retiring. We suspect many have noticed a collapse in confidence among independents in the Biden administration and what that likely means in the midterms. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there is not a single poll that shows Biden above water. Look at your screen right now, and you can see Donald Trump, his approval rating 
as it matches up to Joe Biden. Look where Joe Biden started, way up above the 50 percentile, and the collapse. It looks like the 1920s stock market collapse. Joe Biden is now firmly below the approval rating of Donald Trump at this time exactly in his presidency. That is with Donald Trump being hounded and brutalized by corporate media every second of every day, every hour of that day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, four weeks a month, and 12 months out of the year. Every organ of propaganda used against Donald Trump, every conceivable bashing of him and his popularity. On the flip side, as we have covered in the show, the media is all too kind to the ilk of those who they see as their political preferred party. That would be Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden. It's very hard to find a negative story about Joe Biden in the corporate press, and it's leading to their death. The death of media is upon us, and that is what you're seeing here. Ladies and gentlemen, if media wasn't collapsing all around us, Joe Rogan would not have 11 million listeners. Sites like Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire, independent media like Tim Pool would not be stratospheric. The reports of James O'Keefe would not be breaking Twitter, even though James O'Keefe is banished from Twitter. Project Veritas isn't even on Twitter, and they trend almost every single week. Why is that? Because the media is broken. And this, the image on your screen right now, or for podcast listeners, you can go ahead and see these posted on my social media, at Benny Johnson on all handles, and at Benny on Truth Social. Very excited about the new handle, at Benny. These images show that Donald Trump is now officially more popular than Joe Biden, and it shows that the media are powerless, and that the real media is us. We're very excited about that, and that is why Democrats are fleeing in a panic. The latest House race data shows that 39 Democrat seats are vulnerable. Odds maker predict it shows that Republicans have a high chance of sweeping both the Senate and the House. That would be abjectly devastating. Also, there are many calls for Mitch McConnell to no longer be the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. We'll see how many of those calls are coming from inside the House. He's becoming very unpopular, and you're starting to see this narrative be woven through Fox News and other independent media entities, much like ours. The general story of the midterm outcomes is straightforward. The Biden administration's governing has been a disaster fueled by rocketing inflation, a stalling economic recovery, national fatigue over virus pandemic, crisis on the southern border, violent crime surging across major cities, a botched pullout from Afghanistan, and many other things. 30 House Democrats have called it quits, because they know the majority is doomed, Mike Berg said, a spokesman for the National Republican Congressional Committee. What's clear is that Biden's real clear politics polling numbers continue to slide and are now below former President Trump numbers at the same time in his term. We've shown you that data 
and the favorable poll average has collapsed even further. What we are looking at here, ladies and gentlemen, is simple. It is a simple truth, and it is a truth we like to talk about on this show every single day. You have the power to take back your country. You have the power to change the things about this country that you don't like. And so let us state definitively what we don't like. We don't like that the president has more authority than the governors of our states. We don't like that the governors of our states have more authority than our mayors in our towns. The purpose of a weak and dispatched federal government as it is designed is that it may not abuse or supersede the powers of the states. The way America is supposed to be and the way America was written by the people who created America, and it is President's Day, so happy President's Day to everyone but the current president, is that there was supposed to be a very weak and distant federal government with limited authority, and then all authorities not found in the founding documents, the Tenth Amendment, read Tenth Amendment, will then be given to the states, and the states may govern themselves as their own laboratories of democracy. This worked out really great for about 80 years, and then the federal government began to do what all federal governments do. They began to gobble up personal freedoms. They began to usurp power from the states. They began to control the states and their commerce. They began to create unique capacities for the federal government to interfere in our lives. If we are going to save this country, we're going to have to break out of that system. We are going to have to be rock-ribbed and iron-spined in deconstructing the monster that wishes to destroy us all. And that monster is federal authority. You see, ladies and gentlemen, what happened in Canada cannot happen without there being abuse of federal authority to hurt the individual. That is what they wish to do here in this country. You've already seen it. With hundreds of January 6th defendants being held without trial and without bail. You've seen them spit on you, spit on the others. You are the forgotten man and woman. You have no rights, you have no power, and you have no agency. They've tried this trick, and now it is time to punish them. It is time to rip away from them the one thing that they desire more than anything in the world, which is power. We must rip power from them. We must restore power to the people. And we must bring back federalism. Let's start by pushing four or five federal agencies into the Potomac. Let's do away with them. And let's get real about governing, ladies and gentlemen. That is the purpose of this show. We support three things, God, family, and country. Our job is to save America. That's what we intend on doing, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching. Please click like and subscribe. Punch the share button on this channel. We're here to fight for you. We were born free people, free men, free women, free parents. And we intend to stay that way. God bless you. Have a great start to your week.